Hello and welcome to the City Business Festival. My name is Kojo Akoto Boating. This week we've been talking about technology and the digital space, doing business um, in this particular era and enhancing your business processes with technology and understanding digital in detail to, to be productive. Now, this morning's conversation is on the topic leveraging technology for business growth leveraging technology for business growth a lot of businesses have had to fall on all sorts of modern technology for for for, to drive growth technology is something which is not really new to us from the stone age to the iron age to the age of empires we've had different types of technology but the world really is now powered by advanced technology and there are a lot of tools available for you to use to drive business growth in these times and I have a gentleman whose work and life has basically been about enablement, scaling, and catalyzing productivity with technology, with smart ideas, with insight, and with futuristic thinking. His name is Ebo Richardson. He's the Chief Enablement Officer of AFSA Bank, Ghana Limited. Welcome to the City Business Festival, Ewo. Thank you very much, Kojo. It's, it's a good pleasure to, to be here. <laughs> pleasure to be uh, to, to have you on the Business Festival too. So, Ebo Richardson, tell me about you. Okay. Um, well, um, I like to see myself as a uh, somebody who makes things happen. Um, I think uh, many people out here in Ghana know that I'm the son of uh, Professor P.K. Richardson, who has been your guest here many times. Uh, And uh, I try not to ban that about because I want my own credibility. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, um, as uh, Chief Enablement Officer, I know it's an interesting title. Let me break it down a bit. What I do is basically create the the new contemporary capabilities uh, and and sort of digital assets that our organization needs in order to best serve customers in a continually changing landscape. So if you look at the world today, things are you know always changing and they're changing at pace. And in order for any organization to remain relevant and successful. You have to change with the times and serve customers, you know, at the point of their needs. And it's my job, uh, looking after the technology department uh, at Apsagana, the program and change management department, and another department that we call digital enablement. It's my job to make sure that those things create what we need and what our customers so need. So because things are changing with the speed of light in our world now, people like you don't sleep. You always have to know what is happening and to predict what may happen so that you put your business with the right foot forward all the time. Absolutely. And uh, thankfully, I have a a great team uh, who work with me to make sure that that is possible because I think uh, alone probably I might might struggle. So across uh, within our bank here in Ghana and also across the group, we have very capable individuals who give us all the insights that we need in order to head in the right direction. How has COVID been um, um, from your perspective how has the past six months been for for business in in your line of work? I think it's it's been uh, you know one sort of very uh, unfortunate, uh, but also revealing uh, uh, occurrence. Uh, unfortunate because it has 
affected you know almost everything and slowed down many things and, and sort of stopped our lives in its track where we didn't expect uh, but revealing also in the sense that it provides us opportunities to learn lessons that we can apply to our lives uh, to our businesses even from a nationalistic perspective so I think uh, you know in a nutshell that's that's what it has been uh, from a, a business perspective uh, what we are seeing is is sort of a, a slowdown as I as I alluded to earlier um, some organizations uh, have been fortunate enough that uh, uh, COVID has sort of given them new lease of life or enhanced some of their offerings. Because, for instance, if you look at uh, ISPs, Internet mm-hmm. Service Providers, this is a, a great time for them because what we're all doing is turning to online. We're working from home. We're, you know, communicating more online. So, therefore, it's a, a kind of a rich vein of form, if you like, for ISPs. Maybe if you look at uh, uh, hospitality industry, you know, they've been all but decimated. Yeah. So, it's affected different areas differently. However, it's an opportunity for us to sit up and sort of take a, a look at things in, with a different lens uh, that perhaps we hadn't done before. Uh, being you know, where we are in, in, in a bank, a financial services provider, we see the trends. We see the data coming through you know, for ourselves as a bank, but also for some of our clients. And uh, it makes very interesting reading. Our introductory conversation on the City Business Festival this year with Michael Koto, um, he did an analysis of COVID-19, the temporary opportunities, the new old normal, and the speed with which businesses must move. And he alluded to the fact that ISPs are one of the biggest winners in this particular era because they drive a lot of the connectivity and a lot of the work that we do. Now, our conversation with Grace and from APSA on keeping your business alive through crisis. He gave us four pointers. And importantly, she said that revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, cash, cash is, is king, king, and that companies need to pivot. And then we had a conversation with Marcia, who said that companies, especially SMEs, should look at the needs of the market now to create solutions that would keep them in business. And then Ali Nacha also came in with how businesses can can deal with taxation issues and compliance issues and take advantage of some of the offerings that the GRE has for companies that are compliant and companies that do certain things to get some cash back. We, we are seeing a trend that businesses could do everything right when it comes to strategic leadership, positioning, product, and everything. But if you get your technology wrong in these, in these mm-hmm. times, you may not really move at the pace you want to move, mm-hmm. or you may, you may even have to shut business. What are the things and how should businesses approach the technology conversation and the uptake of, of technology to keep running? What must they know to get it right? Excellent question. Uh, thank you for that. So, so let me start by. I just want to agree uh, with that terminology that that uh, you, you you put forward, which is the old new sort of normal. Because in my view, I don't think everything will change. Certainly not in the short to medium term. I think that after we have traversed, you know, the scourge of of, of COVID, uh, certain things will change permanently. And some of the old ways will still linger purely because of humanity and how we like to interact. But that's, that's, uh, that's an aside. 
Um, also, I think that if we talk about saying that you know a business may do everything right from a strategy perspective, etc., but not get its te- technology right, I think then that that's a, a misnomer. That's mm-hmm. not correct mm-hmm. because in order to do everything right, you also have to get your technology right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's uh, just a you know by the way to make that point. However, uh, from a, a kind of a, a technology perspective, I think it's important as we enter into this very fast-paced, digitally-led sort of uh, era, uh, COVID or no COVID, we need to look at technology from a slightly different lens, with a slightly different lens than we have done in the past. What do I mean by that? I think that technology is an integral part of every organization now. It's not sort of, you know, here's the business and here's IT sitting Mm -hmm. over here. It's all one and the same thing, and we need to leverage the right elements and push the right sort of levers in order to get the outcomes that we want. Now, there are maybe three levels of that that I'd like to share with with our listeners. Uh, The first is infrastructure. And when I say infrastructure, what I mean by that is that base on which everything rests. So, you know, the technical amongst us will understand that that includes the network, mm-hmm. you know, that enables you to have connectivity. It includes servers that run your applications, etc., etc. That network must be as resilient as possible because you're going to have challenges, either challenges that are, you know, sort of usual day-to-day power issues here, there, etc., or unforeseen you know, huge, humongous challenges like COVID-19. You're going to mm-hmm. have those challenges. And it's the resilience of your infrastructure that will come in and, and, and sort of uh, come in handy and save you when, uh, when the proverbial hits the fan. So I think that's important to highlight. Then I think the next thing to highlight is that when you come to sort of applications and, and the tools that you use to do the job, uh, we've, we've left the realm where you design an application to do X. We've left that realm. Mm -hmm. We're now in the realm where you design capabilities that you can put together very quickly in order to respond to a need that you have that you didn't foresee. Because things are changing so rapidly, you know, strategization or putting together strategies, you know, unlike, you know, many decades ago where you can have a 10-year strategy, a 5-year strategy, difficult to do that now. Mm -hmm. You know, think you're seeing in the crystal ball may not be what actually materializes. So therefore, you have to give room for an, a certain element of, of dynamism and, and your ability to change. And in the technology realm, what we, how we do that is uh, we don't build or we're not looking to build, you know, sort of an application that enables Kojo to do X. We're looking to build a set of capabilities that will enable Kojo to do whatever Kwejo has to do when the time comes. Okay, How we do that, and I'm going to use a very crude example to try and explain that, but how we do that is through you know, uh, technologies called APIs, technology called microservices. Now, let me describe that in very simple terms and then I'll come back to it. So, let's say you have to make a cup of tea. And I asked you to describe or put in words how you make a cup of tea. To, so that we can then share that knowledge with other people. You know, you can just describe everything in straight terms and say, you know, you put the water in, the, you boil the water, you put the water in the cup, you add some tea, tea leaves bag. or whatever. You can do that. That's how we used to build applications in the past. Today, if we have to do that, what we will do is we will actually create a component. So one component boil hot water. Another component is called add sugar. Another component is called put in cup. 
what that enables us to do is now we can not only make cups of tea, we can make cups of mm. cups of coffee, cups of uh, other beverages. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we will just take the hot water, which is one component. We will take the sugar, and instead of adding tea this time, we would add coffee. Okay, and that's the way of the future because that is the best way to enable us to respond to an uncertain future and to respond to a rapidly changing landscape. Interesting stuff. Ebo Richardson is the um, head of enablement of Absa Bangana Limited. We are talking about leveraging technology for business growth. Leveraging technology for business growth. Systems lead to culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, to quote Peter Drucker, he says, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I mean, yeah. culture trumps strategy because that's ultimately what will drive the energies towards the goals that you want to achieve. But I think setting goals focuses the mind and the efforts. So I think both are required. You know, you need to put in place systems that will create capabilities for you, particularly in these times. But then you need to have the goals of where channeling your energies to in order to ensure that you arrive at the right uh, sort of uh, outcomes. The, the Ghanaian economy and the business landscape has a lot of micro, small, medium-scale enterprises. Now, usually when we talk technology, a lot of people thinking about the big corporations like you mentioned servers and all these things and they think that that is not them for them the work they do is the normal life how should we all approach this let me bring them into the conversation and your thoughts on all these micro small scale medium enterprises their approach to technology to enhance their businesses so they stay relevant to their to their markets I think that's a that's a very uh, interesting point. Now, uh, maybe to set a bit of context for that, if you permit me, uh, I'd like to just describe, own very simplistic terms, the value chain mm-hmm. of 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 an organisation. Right now, every business is trying to create some sort of value, some sort of uh, benefit, profit, if you like. And in order to do that, there is a, a, a series of steps or activities that need to be embarked on in order to arrive at that outcome. Uh, there are many models around value chain, but I choose for the purposes of this discussion to look at it in very, very simple terms where you have three, essentially three blocks. You have your production, mm-hmm. you have your sales and marketing, and then you have your servicing. Right? Okay. Now, together there's an outcome and that outcome is some benefit to clientele or your customers production is where essentially all the steps are taken to create the whatever you're selling mm-hmm. okay so there's a series of activities it may involve product design it may involve uh, purchasing it may involve uh, uh, certain processing etc but all of that taken together gives you your product and then you go to your sales and marketing activities where you use various channels, your distribution network, etc., to make sure that people buy whatever you've created or whatever you've built. And then there's the servicing component, which is more about, you know, the engagement, making sure that your customers are happy, etc. These three things together produce the outcome. Now, there are varying levels of complexity in each of these uh, boxes, if mm-hmm. I may put it that way. However, I think it can be said that every business follows that sort of a route. So whether you're a micro, small, SME, etc., you're doing the same things. It's just that the larger organizations tend to have more complexities involved in their uh, processes than, than, than those smaller ones. So to, to coming back to the, to the question that you asked, if you then look at how we use technology to enable each of those trends, so we use technology to enable 
we use technology to enable sales and marketing and we use technology to enable servicing right that's what mm-hmm. we do and we do that in these large organizations to make sure that we get the benefits of technology which is what it's scale it's speed, speed. it's efficiency it's reach scale speed efficiency and reach, reach. That's, these are the things that technology essentially bring into it. You know, you can bank without technology, but you will miss out on all of those opportunities, yep. right? You can uh, uh, distribute bread, but you may miss out on some of the reach. You, there's lots of things that you can still do without technology. However, you will not get speed. You will not get scale. You will not get reach, etc. So if I'm running an MSME and I'm investing in any tool or technology... I have to think around these four. Scale, speed, efficiency, reach. reach. If I think around these four, that helps me make the decision. So, for example, if I'm a, if I'm a seamstress, and we have quite a lot of them based on the new census data, what, over 200,000, 400,000 seamstresses and tailors wow. in the country, and we are not done with the census yet. So, if I'm a tailor or a seamstress, and I'm getting any new tool or any technology, it has to help me deal with these four. That's help right. Help me scale. So do more. That's right. Cut down on my cost and the waste. That's right. Help me reach my customers' demands faster. And also, help I always forget the fourth one. Help you reach places you otherwise Help me reach places otherwise I couldn't reach. That's so right. if I'm using an old sewing machine, I'd have to invest in a new one. If I'm investing in, in a new one, I could think around so many options. Reliability of electricity. So, would I buy a sewing machine which relies on the electricity that I may not get? Or I could go for something solar-powered. Or I could go for something manually powered but could do bulk work so that my work is always moving with or without electricity. If I go with these four thoughts, it helps me to choose the best option for me to work. Absolutely. I'm starting to think, Kojo, you could have done this without me coming here. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we can move on. So excellent. So so I think, you know, coming back to, to the point, if you then look at larger organizations, we invest a lot of money to prop up each of those strands. So Mm -hmm. we invest a lot of money to make sure that we have production capabilities that give us all of those four things that we just discussed. We invest a lot of money to ensure that we can do this in the best possible way, et cetera, et cetera. Some of those technologies include tools Mm -hmm. that we used to work, you know, even email, uh, certain sort of product design tools. We have a lot of them in, in larger organizations. And we also have data. And data is the mainstay. In fact, data will be the lifeblood of many, many uh, successful business uh, decisions going forward. And then there is the infrastructure, which I I spoke about earlier on, you know, the network, Mm -hmm. servers, etc. Same for sales. You know, we use channels and, you know... uh, talk a lot about digital channels in the COVID era. These are ways to engage your customer, get them to do more, etc. We use uh, a distribution network that's specifically designed where there might be, you know, any outlets, agencies, etc. Um, and uh, we even use social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's all of these investments that made for larger organizations in order to be able to use technology to enable the entire business. 
for smaller organizations who may not have the resources or may not think that they have the size to warrant it, and, and, and that's legitimate, they can look at it from a slightly different angle. So it still goes back to the four uh, points that we spoke on about earlier, reach, you know, et cetera, Skill, et cetera. speed. Exactly. It still goes back to those points. However, you need to then emphasize two things. Who is their customer? And how can their customer be interacted with? Mm -hmm. And what is their price point? So at what point can they afford to invest in certain technologies? And those two things are very important for the smaller type organizations. Mm -hmm. Why? Because then you approach the whole conversation from a different angle. From the angle of Know, what is out there that I can use that will not break my bank, that will not essentially you know, cripple me and make my business not viable. Yeah. Uh, and there are lots of things, you know, uh, apart from you know, mobile apps, a lot of which is free, which you can use you know, to do your bookkeeping and you, know, you can use them to do you know, product design and things like that. There are also things that are cloud-based mm-hmm. where the pricing is very, very affordable, very reasonable, sometimes even free. Yeah. You know, there are things that you can do on social media where you can reach... Uh, a broader audience, uh, prospective customers than than you would otherwise would have reached. So even for those organizations, there are technology systems existing today, and even even I'm finding out new things all the time that they can leverage without necessarily investing heavily uh, capital investment into uh, technologies, but they can still achieve similar to the ones that we've already so, so from what you're saying there's no business or industry in the world right now which can say they do not need any element of technology and digital in the operations to survive is there that would be my opinion i think i think there are some organizations that will still survive without needing a lot of it mm-hmm. but i think if you look you know most places you will see that there is some aspect mm. of, of of sort of technology being used um, maybe the 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 examples that uh, certain people might cite is maybe your coffee broken seller and things like that and that's that's fair enough if they stay where they are there is a limit to what they can do. They will serve that particular catchment area. There's one route in front of our office building and the people in the office and the nearby buildings go there and buy. If there is an ambition to do more, then you have to leave the realms of that sort of physical estate and enter the realms of a digital estate where you can have a broader reach. Now, so the Kofi Brookman seller could have a WhatsApp business account? Yes, a WhatsApp business account. And ask customers for their numbers and regularly send them updates of special offerings. So let's say today she has special soft cocoa. She can broadcast that for people to know they're special. And even people could even order ahead of time. Fantastic. So everybody, to some extent, employs a bit of technology. Fantastic, yeah. They could, um, Kofi Brookman seller could also use social media to reach people. And if, I mean, it might sound far-fetched, but if this uh, Kofi Brookman seller is known to be, you know, uh, ease knees, you know, mm-hmm. top notch, and yeah. other people from even further afield may want to try it. You know, could reach them and say, hey, you know, the same way I understand uh, um, um, uh, this uh, Laboni watches, Anti Antimoni did, I think, some time yeah. back, where you know people were coming from all over. We're driving from Kaswa to come and eat Exactly. Exactly. Now, without that reach, mm-hmm. without those technologies, she could not have done that. So, in investing in technology. You need to look for things that will help you scale, speed up, 
be efficient and reach more people. Absolutely. And you gave us the f- three main boxes or the three main areas: production, sales, servicing. You've touched on production and you've touched on sales. Let's move on to servicing. Okay. So again, servicing is uh, that sort of component which is looking at how you continually interact with your customers and make sure that they are happy. If the area where you can generate uh, your loyalty, essentially, and, and the stickability. And it's important because if you start to lose them, it will impact your production. It will impact your sales. Mm-hmm. So that's equally important. And again, we use technologies there from contacts and technologies, which enables your customers to be able to call in if they have gripes, if they have complaints, or if they require certain information inquiries. You know, now we're even going to the level of uh, chatbots, mm-hmm. where you don't need human beings. You, you know, an artificial intelligence designed tool can actually interact with your customers as though they're interacting with human beings. Yeah. And we've we've entered that realm. You know, some 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 companies are doing that. Uh, you know, very successful ends. And uh, at Absa, we're building our next generation of chatbots to. And to I, do I, I think things. Facebook offers some f- some some applications within Facebook, and some companies offer free. Um, chatbox services to yeah. a certain extent if you are reaching a certain number of people yeah. so people could use these yeah I mean I, the, the, the important thing to, to underscore here is that a lot of products in quotes are becoming commoditized okay right? if I look at my own industry uh, banking you know if you look at the things we do we give loans mm-hmm. we give credit cards mm-hmm. we give account, current accounts savings accounts which bank doesn't do that? Mm-hmm. Everybody does that. So therefore, this component becomes particularly important because it's part of your experience. And giving good experience is going to be one of the key battlegrounds for setting yourself apart and for winning. Okay? So the servicing component can help you do that. If you have the right tool set, then you're more effective in doing that. And that includes even using social media. Um, I've seen a, a, a development in recent sort of, you know, maybe the last couple of years, more so in the last couple of years, where if people have issues with particular uh, companies, products or service or whatever, they go and post it there. Yeah. And more often than not, a, a relatively short period of time, they, they get responses. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you that you know the technology is the main thing. It's here to stay, uh, particularly digital technologies. And the interesting thing about digital is, it's an expression that gets. Uh, it's one of these you know modern buzzwords. Yeah. We all throw it about digital, uh, digital this. but it tends to mean different things to different people mm-hmm. uh, because some see it as your your touch points, your channels. Uh, some see it as you know technology or automation. But if you actually examine the literature and the whole idea behind digital, it's actually a way of being. Mm-hmm. So it's everything. It's end to end. And that, it's an, so it's essentially, if I can rephrase that, essentially it's an end-to-end uh, driver of the entire experience give to a customer who's you know, buying your product or service. Basically, technology are tools that enhance work and enable skill and efficiency and reach. But digital is now a way of being or transforming the way we interact and do almost everything. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, digital is just the new way of being. And it includes the technology 
element because that's the enabler that's the 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 the, the thing that powers everything if you like but it's also about the experience the touch points it's about the transformations the disruptions it's about all of that okay and any organization that doesn't embrace that particularly large organizations uh, may find themselves wanting uh, in a not too distant future because as you quite rightly uh, said the examples that you use you know tv stations who don't embrace it maybe your days are numbered uh, you know other organizations banks etc who don't embrace it uh, maybe your relevance will wane so i think it's important to underscore that you've mentioned production sales and servicing and all these are a bit more customer facing what are some of the tools and the approach we also need to take when it comes to internal management of stuff your staff your stakeholders your your other processes which are not customer facing sure good point so um if you if you look at the graphic that i shared Mm -hmm. on top of production sales and marketing and uh, uh, servicing is four primary stakeholder groups. You have your staff, you have your uh, uh, customers, you have your uh, partners. partners, and then you have your regulators. Okay, Now, those are among the broader set of stakeholder groups, but those are prim- probably the primary ones. And each of those stakeholder groups is interacting with each of your, your strands in particular ways. Okay. So, and, and since you've talking, you're talking about, you've highlighted uh, internal, I'll focus on that. So your staff are involved in the production. In fact, they're the primary uh, group of, 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 of stakeholders in your production, perhaps along with partners who may, you may procure raw materials mm-hmm. for and things like that. And they have to use tools and, and applications or technology tools and applications in order to develop that product. Okay, if you think purely about the very old sort of factory production line, that's a technology mm-hmm. and it's producing you know products. Of course, we've moved away from that quite a bit now, but you're bringing together partners, you're bringing together raw materials, and your staff, your capability then has to use them to create uh, whatever you want to sell. And that is key because the tools that are internal that will help that so you know i can if i take my own organization for instance what are we doing we are we are selling dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we like to do what but, does it mean to prosper <laughs> <laughs> you know we are making it possible by bringing financial resources into the fray mm-hmm. for you know, our clientele and our customers to be able to do the things that they need to do that's what we're doing and we go through certain processes in order to do that so if I pick one particular process let's say somebody wants a loan uh, to go build a house for his family you know the request will come through a particular panel it will go to people who will sort of underwrite they will look at you know your 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 credibility as it were to be able to take that and that process happens through our workflow systems and through our approval and underwriting systems okay so those two are there we have email which allows us to be able to communicate change and if you look at that graphic there's a big sort of strand that mm-hmm. goes across end to end and it says engagement and communications because you engage and communicate with across all those stakeholder groups in each of those strands 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will communicate with your regulator and tell your regulator you know, the things that they want to know or provide them with reports that they want. You will communicate with uh, you know, your colleagues. You will communicate with your customers. You, know, you may send them SMS messages or you may send them you know, other messages via social media, etc. So that also is one of the kind of the, the, uh, the collection of tools you would have internally to be able to do that. And there's lots of them. It depends obviously on the, on the particular organization and the particular industry within which they operate but they, you know, there are lots of them that, that you use to, to try and do that. Lessons we are picking from Ebo Richardson, um, Head of Enablement for AFSA Bank Ghana, leveraging technology for business growth and he broke it into three sections, technology for production, for sales, for servicing and there's, there's, there's something that runs across all these three, that is engagement and communication and all these technology um, groupings also have to take into consideration your staff, your partners, your customers, and the regulatory authority. So they communicate, or there's a measure of the different groupings at a point to give you an all-round experience as a business. So if, if this lesson I'm picking from you is right, if you are procuring technology, you need to take into consideration your staff, your customers, your regulatory environment, and also um, your partners, so that a unit within the business cycle doesn't break off because of the technology you are deploying. If your staff do not understand your technology and how to deploy it, you do not get work done. If the technology does not enhance the way your partners work with you, you do not get work done. If the technology does not help you engage and service your customers better, you do not get work done. And the four principles that must underlie your your employment of whatever technology, speed, efficiency, reach, and scale. Wonderful. And small and medium-scale enterprises can use these, bigger corporations can use these, and couch their strategies and execute them right, and they will grow. Absolutely. That's my firm belief. Your final thoughts, Ibo, on on this very interesting topic? Okay, so my final thoughts. I think think there are various types of technologies, digital or otherwise, that are out there. uh, And you know, every organization essentially needs to uh, do an assessment of where they are, where they want to get to, and then be able to get some guidance around what they can deploy, what technologies they can deploy uh, to help them get the best outcomes that they can get. Uh, and it's important to also underscore that by saying that when you have your stakeholder groups, as you quite uh, rightly alluded to, you have your customers, you have your colleagues or your staff, you have your partners and you have your uh, regulatory entities. When you have those, the quality of the interactions between those uh, enabled by technology will have a big say on the quality of the output that you want to sell uh, to your customers. Ebo Richardson is the head of enablement for Absa Bank Ghana Limited. In the words of Bernard Avila, he's just a big man with a lot of ideas, movers and shakers of the industry, people who make things work. And he shared some thoughts with us. Ebo it's available to chat with you whenever you go to Absa Bank Ghana. 
I just asked to talk to Ebo, <laughs> the man you heard on the City Business Festival, and he will share more ideas with you. APSA is partnering the City Business Festival because it's a bank that believes in Africanacity and believes that we can drive growth on our continent together, starting from home in Ghana. So they are ready to assist you if you need any services, financial services, advice, anything. Walk into any APSA branch and talk to them, and they will help you get your business where you want to get to. It's been great talking to you about the City Business Festival. Thank you. The pleasure has been mine. Thank you very much. My name is Kojo Akotobwating. Thank you very much for listening. The City Business Festival is brought to you by APSA Bank Ghana and supported by GIPC.